Chas McCormick just won player of the week. So his value is through the roof. Does this make him a more tradable target or someone the Astros can't let go of? Let's talk about this and so much more on this edition of Locked on Astros. Alvarez, it's a high drive center field. Beerling's back. This game is turned upside down. There's the runner. Fly ball down the right field line. Tucker comes on. Kyle Tucker. This time they finish the job. Locked on Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric the Man Heisman and Brett H-Town Wheelhouse Chansey. We are Locked on Houston Astros and we hope that you join us for a daily Locked on Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at Eric Talks You find the show at Locked on Astros, your team every day. Brett, where can you find you at? They can find me at HTM Wheelhouse on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. They can find me at Stros411 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always positive. Positive, I'm not saying I want Chaz traded. Always Stros. That's what everybody just heard, Brett. So I don't know uh, what you're doing. All the people that listen to our daily podcast are our everydayers. Just heard you say trade Chaz McCormick. And by the way, guys, thank you for being an everyday or somebody that listens to our podcast every day, whether it's on YouTube, go and subscribe to us, please. Uh, you see that little red button down there? Go and press like and give us a like and uh, subscribe to us as well. And go and make us your first listen on Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast, go and check us out. And this episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On MLB for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. So, uh, Brett kind of talked about it. Chaz McCormick, he should be starting every day for the Houston Astros or the New York Yankees. Uh, we'll talk Ooh. about that soon. Uh, cease wow. that Dylan trade talk. Uh, we'll talk about what I mean by that. Uh, we'll go and go a little bit deeper into that Cubs talk that we were doing in yesterday's show. And uh, a lot of people across baseball now are saying, wow, who is this Kyle Tucker guy? Wow, he's a superstar. I even saw John Heyman tweet about it yesterday. And ESPN made a lot of comments uh, after yesterday's game. But that swing was a thing of beauty. And then we'll look ahead to, towards the Rocky series on this Locked on Astros podcast. So, Brett, uh, we got some stats here. And I... I've got some stats that are going to shock you about how many games Chaz McCormick has played compared to the other two guys. Yeah, he hasn't played as much. Um, I'll let you reveal to the audience just what that number is. But look, man, this guy coming into this season, everybody thought would be the opening day center fielder. And then it was Jake Myers again, or it wasn't Chaz McCormick. And then, you know, we've had the smoke and mirrors about, well, Chaz and D or Dusty doesn't like Chaz. And then, of course, you know, Dusty basically looking at reporters in the face saying, I don't know where y'all getting that from. I mean, so there's been some contention between media and the team about what actually is going on in the clubhouse between Dusty and McCormick. Dusty has his favorites. Dusty plays players that he likes and has a hunch about. And look. Chaz McCormick, you have to hand it to him. He's put his he he's put his head down, he's charged forward, and he has done nothing but produce when he's been given the opportunity. So you definitely have to give him a huge pat on the back. And this Player of the Week award, Eric, is much deserved because he's killing the ball right now. He yeah. looks every much the part of a starting center fielder in Major League Baseball. 
So last week, Chaz McCormick batted 636 with seven runs, three home runs, five RBIs, three walks, and a 2188 OPS. I think that's pretty good. Uh, in this last 11 that's games. That's Jordan like, Eric. That's, that's, that, those are Jordan like. That is, that's that insane. is like Babe Ruth like. Uh, and we'll talk True. about Babe Ruth in a little bit later in the show as well. But Chaz McCormick in the last 11 games, he's batting 410. 49, 821 with four home runs and 11 RBIs overall. And th- th- for the whole season, he's batting 280, 365 with a 522 slugging percentage. He's got 10 doubles, a triple, 11 home runs, 32 RBIs, and nine stolen bases with a 146 WRC+. plus. That's in only 54 games. So that's wow. in one third of the season. So Brett and I did the math for the show. And uh, what are the results if he played the entire season? He played the entire season. We projected out that he would have 33 home runs, massive, 30 doubles, three triples, 96 RBI, almost eclipsing 100, and 27 stolen bases. Eric. That's top 10 center fielder. Right now, he's a top 10 center fielder in Major League Baseball. That would be a season long of top 10 center fielder. And you got to love it because, look, this guy, really, you talk about Tucker earlier kind of finally getting recognition. Outside of Houston and maybe that catch in the World Series, no one in other towns are talking about Chas McCormick until this week, until this award. Look, his value is there, man. I... I am. I would be so upset if they decided to trade one of the bats that's been the most consistent from beginning to this point of the season. So um, we got to figure out what's going on. I think Chaz McCormick. Uh, I, I don't have a flower, but I can imagine uh, Chaz McCormick being in the in the locker room. He likes me. He likes me not. He <laughs> likes me. He likes me not. Oh, you're talking he about with me. the when you're elementary school. Yeah. She loves me. She loves with the little yes. flower petals. Dude, I remember that, man. If you pull that pedal off where it says she doesn't like you, oh, my gosh, that was heartbreaking. Right. So I don't know. Maybe, you know, Dusty is old school. Maybe he's doing that. Maybe he's got a big daisy in his head. I don't know. Maybe there is some reason. But I didn't – I knew that Chaz wasn't playing a lot. I didn't realize that he's only played in 54 of the game so far. So I did the math. That's 57% of the 94 games that they've played this season. While Myers and Jolks have both played 72 games, that's 77% of the games for the season. So, yes, Myers has had a much better season this year. He discovered the leg kick, and he's doing a lot better. Not as good as... um, as Chaz McCormick is right. Jolks well, is kind of a revelation, but still, I think that Chaz McCormick should be playing a lot more than he has been. Exactly. And sorry, I wasn't trying to interrupt you there. I was just thinking that like this to me, we, I point more at the fault of Dusty Baker putting Myers over McCormick in this situation because Jolks with the 72 games, I believe plays left field, almost exclusively he Mm -hmm. has has i don't know if he has played any center field if he has maybe a little but the buyers mccormick thing is something that is you know hard to kind of figure out but look you know jolks you know to his credit he's hitting for better average right now he's got better offensive numbers he's hitting nearly 500 
in his last like 30 games. And so, you know, Jolks has earned his playing time. But I think when you have Myers and Jolks getting 20 more games than Chaz at this point and seeing what Chaz has produced offensively, it is hard to make a logical argument for why. And that's why I think you get the storylines that get a lot of run. Well, maybe Dusty doesn't like Chaz. It's an open secret in the clubhouse. Well, I don't know. I'm not in the clubhouse. I can't talk to that. But Chaz McCormick, I think, has solidified his place on this team. It's up to management and the front office to make that ever present for Chaz going forward. Yes, I agree with that. And looking at the, the overall stats, I'm not going to give you all the stats, but Jake Myers is batting 223 with a 687 OPS, seven home runs, 23 RBIs. Corey Jolks is batting 279 with a 732 OPS, six home runs, and 30 RBIs. So overall, they're both having okay seasons. I think Jolks is having better season, but he cannot play center field. He plays left field, like you said. So it's a matter of Myers or McCormick in center field. And for some reason, Myers has played more games in center field than McCormick. So uh, it's just like when you expect, when you get a game ticket uh, last minute from game time, you expect to go there and see Chaz McCormick there, but (laughs) you get there and you see Myers. It's like, wait, did I get the wrong ticket from game time? Well, uh, we'll talk about that in a second. You want to talk about buying tickets. It's one of my favorite things to do, go to events. But what I don't like is when it's stressful. With game time, it's not. It's stress-free. It's a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals and last-minute tickets, the best price is guaranteed. You can stop stressing over the tickets. Start getting hyped about the fun that you'll have. And you don't have to plan months in advance because the flash deals and last-minute tickets are amazing. Easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. Images of your seats where you'll be sitting, lowest price guaranteed, event cancellation protection, and job loss protection. So you can know that you are safe and secure with this app. So forget planning. This is what the game time guarantee does. It means that you'll always have the best price. Find the tickets in the same section and row for less. Game time will credit your account 110% the difference. So buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps in your set. Tickets that are sent directly to your phone. You never have to dig through your email. I've used them. It's the only place I go for off-market tickets. Download the Game Time app. Create an account. Use a promo code Locked On MLB for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And the Astros play the Rockies Tuesday, 7.40 p.m. Central Standard Time. Catch every pitch of the Astros hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Search Astros. Maybe when Dana Brown has that conversation with Dusty Baker about, hey, uh, look, I think you need to go ahead and stop using these certain guys in bullpen every day. Uh, I know uh, you want to listen to the Locked On Astros podcast every day, uh, Dusty, but you don't need to be using uh, Brian Abreu and Ryan Presley every day. So you can go ahead and cut back on them a little bit, but maybe he can have this conversation with him about, well, let's go and talk about Chaz McCormick. Let's go and play him a little bit more and we'll see what happens. But let's go and uh, transition from Chaz McCormick to what the Astros are going to do at the trade deadline. And I know yesterday we talked about the Cubs deal and I do before we kind of go back to that Cubs uh, proposed, not proposed deal, but um, that the Astros were, I guess, kicking the tires on uh, Marcus Stroman and Cody Bellinger. Uh, let's go and talk about somebody that's not available. And the White Sox have recently come out, according to John 
Heyman and said that certain players are not available. And one of those players is Dylan Cease, which is something that I'm not surprised on. Yeah. The other one are Eloy Jimenez, uh, Lewis Roberts, and Andrew Vaughn. So those are the players that the White Sox are like, look, we know that we're, we suck right now. We know that we're not good. But we also know that these are the the players that we want to build this organization around. And so we want to keep them around. Also, Dylan Cease is not having a best the best season. He's The strikeouts are still there, but the ERA is a little bit higher than it normally is. So they wouldn't want to be trading low. Well, that's true. Yeah, right. You're like, hey, you know, we're not getting the Dylan Cease that we think we're getting this year. So you're right. But look, in Chicago, Dylan Cease, Robert Jr. would be an absolute just dream come true. I like I like Lucas Giolito. The guy that I think would be a great get for the Astros mm-hmm. is a guy that doesn't have enough value, I guess, to say that they're not trading him. So apparently they value him enough to put him on the trading block to think that they can maybe get something back. And that may work in the Astros' favor. Someone like Lucas Giolito added to this staff would be a stellar add. Um, people have even talked about, why not talk about bringing back Kendall Graveman as well. He's actually having a really good year um, for the most part. He's even lately been, he's been on fire. And so that would be an interesting twist and plot. Kendall Graveman come back and have key playoff moments with this team. And I kind of jokingly said to someone, is he going to cry this time? Because he's so emotional, right? Um, But those are guys that I wouldn't mind. Lance Lynn, I would maybe talk about, he's a six ERA. He's kind of a, you know, the Astros typically have their way with him, but against other clubs, he tends to have success. They've got pieces, Eric, outside of the big guns that you mentioned. And But I think Lucas Giolito, the problem is you got about 10-plus teams looking for players. That's going to drive the price right. up. And what I want to know is who's going to be out there just messing with other teams, driving prices up, you know? Like – what teams are going to be in it just to frustrate things? So the Astros and the Rays and, and the Rangers or whatever clubs like that that are really in contention. Probably the Yankees. <laughs> the Yankees yeah. be like, oh, uh, we're in last place in division. Our offense. I suppose the Yankees up. aren't offering up Aaron Judge right now. I'm serious. Like, like Yankees fans are like, we just need to blow the whole thing up and restart and rebuild. And I'm like, y'all have really look. Anytime you think the Astros are going bad, just say to yourself these these three words or four words. At least we aren't the Yankees. How many words is that? At least. I lost track. We aren't the, yeah. Okay. I didn't know this be a math assignment today. A full sentence. Okay. Okay. Just say this sentence. At least we aren't the Yankees. How's that? All right. Uh, You forgot about Kenyon Middleton. Uh, He's somebody that used to pitch for the angels. Uh, Yeah, but he hates us, right? Yeah, I know. And that's the whole point, but uh, he's actually having a great year after kind of going away but he's got a 3.0 ERA with a 1.21 whip and 11.7 strikeouts per nine innings pitch. And he has a $750,000 salary for this year. So Kenyon um, Middleton. Okay. mm -hmm. Tim Anderson, who hates us (laughs) and Cody Bellinger. Let's trade for all the the Astros. The three oddest Astros. Come join the team. Wouldn't it be the ultimate, Like, how pissed off would the league be if the Astros got three guys that knowingly hated and have talked bad about the Astros? They bring them on their team and they give them a title. I I just, look, I know Bellinger won with the Dodgers, but we all know that's a 62-game season or whatever, 60-game season. 
that, that I would just love that plot twist. Like, I don't think that's going to happen. I'm not being serious here, but that would be freaking hilarious, man. Right. All right. John Heyman also said that uh, the Cardinals will definitely be sellers at the trade deadline. This is something I talked about on an earlier show, but um, it's not going to be somebody where you're going to, they're probably going to trade Nolan Arenado. Don't expect that type of trade. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably not a, a Paul Goldschmidt as well. It's going to take a big haul to do something like that. And I, that's not something that the Cardinals are willing to do at this time. So, uh, but the, he said that expect that at least two pitchers are already gone. So they're basically gone. So Jack Flaherty is a name that you can see go. Jordan Hicks, their closer, mm-hmm. could be uh, gone. And the name that I'm very intrigued by is Jordan Montgomery. He's a guy that the Astros have faced in the playoffs when he was with the uh, Yankees. But he's having a great year, and I think that he would be a good fit for the Astros left-handed uh, starter and it'll give you another uh, left-hander compared to uh, to uh, from Valdez, and so yeah, I think that I think the left-handed pitcher in Jordan Montgomery, Eric, um, I like that call because as as I look through this list that you sent me before the show, a lot of these guys are right-handed pitching options, and you definitely would like to have another lefty in there. Um, Eduardo Rodriguez, I didn't even realize he was a lefty. Sorry, Eduardo, I don't really, I have, don't know that I've watched maybe maybe one inning of you pitching, but um he's got that 2.13 era with 11 starts out of detroit so with the cardinals offering up at least two of these three guys i think there are some arms out there eric that this team can Mm -hmm. go get and not have to break the bank and that's been my concern all along like who are you going after and if you go after them what is the cost and and is the cost something that's going to hurt you down the road and at, at that cost, where is that person's contract? Is it a rental? Are they here for a couple right. of years? So these are all things that Dana's got to consider. But I, I think after this weekend, yeah, he said starting pitching. But I think relief pitching is also a need too, man. These guys are taxed. We've got four of the most used bullpen arms in all of Major League Baseball. And you talked about it on last night's show. It's We've got to give these guys some auxiliary rest or something. Yeah, or else their arms going to fall off. And if you're going to ask me what are the Astros going to do at the trade deadline, I'm going to say their top priority, like Dana Brown said, is a starter. Uh, but I think I they're also going to probably get a, another bullpen arm because you can't go into the playoffs with, no offense, Seth Martinez. Um, but I, I just don't see them going in with Seth Martinez, and there's not any viable options really in the bullpen. And uh, so, and uh, Kubel, uh, whatever his name is, I, I don't even remember when he joined well, the roster. Well, look, well, no, um, I do. It was actually um, a couple weeks ago, but dude, he, he was, he was touching 95. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's, he's a big body, high velocity pitcher. And if you can, if you can catch lightning in a bottle with that guy, of course, we were all joking on Twitter. Did they get the scout of the stands? You know, was this guy's travel team in town? <laughs> And they pulled him off the, hey, coach, can you pitch? Because it, he just kind of looked like an average guy. But he was actually – he actually threw pretty dang, dang well out there on the mound. And, and so that's what you want. You need guys to come in. And that's what this – that's what we – I know Strom's not here, but that's what we forget. We forget that even with Strom not here, we still have a great setup, developing pitchers, getting pitchers to maximize where they are. Will Smith, we kind of helped right. him out a little bit. So the proof's in the pudding, guys. Just have faith in that. 
Yes. Uh, so in a second, we'll go deeper into that uh, Marcus Stroman and Cody Bellinger idea. Uh, we'll look at some uh, possible trade scenarios that I think you worked out or something. And then we'll uh, talk about the Kyle Tucker. That are the Astros going to be kicking themselves for not hmm. extending him because he's becoming a superstar in front of uh, our eyes. And then we'll take a brief look at the Rocky series. But this episode is brought to you by Hooters. Yeah, do you and your buddies need a place to hang out and watch the Astros continue to dominate the competition or waiting to see who they get at the trade deadline to storm into September and October? Well, I need you to check out your local Hooters, whether you're in Sugarland, Pearland, Galveston, Stafford, anywhere in between, Katy, Humble. I mean, it doesn't matter what side of town you're on. Every day of every week, they have specials. Monday, you have buy one, get one wings. Tuesday, $9.99 burger and fries. Wednesday, buy one, get one boneless wings. Thursday, $19.99 wings and big daddy bundle. Friday, $19.83 crab legs. Kids eat free on Saturday and Sunday. Also in Pearland, they have a special event coming up and it started on Monday, but it goes to the 31st, halfway to Christmas for two weeks. They'll be collecting donations for Toys for Tots. They also will be doing an Astros bus trip July 25th. There is limited seating. It's $100 per ticket, but go into the store and check it out. You get a game ticket. You get food before the game. You get to ride there and hang out with the world-famous Hooters girls. And Hooters NASA is also having a bus trip on the 24th versus the Red Sox in Section 133. They open early. They feed you before you leave. The best part is you get to hang out with the Hooters girls, and you get to ditch work at the same time. And don't forget, the Astros play the Rockies Tuesday at 7.40 p.m. Central Standard Time. Catch every pitch of the Astros hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app, Search Astros. All right, so Marcus Stroman. Marcus Stroman is due to make a lot of money this year, and he has a player option for $21 million. And next season, he's making $25 million this year. So uh, he'll the, if the Astros do trade for him, there'll be a prorated version of it. And so um, he does have the option to decline it. He's likely to decline a, the $21 million option. Uh, he did not reach the 160 innings last year. And he's likely to reach 160 innings this year, but I think he had to reach 160 innings for both seasons to have that $4 million option uh, kick in to get it to $25 million for next year. But um, so Marcus Stroman is having a great season, at, uh, but his last three starts, he has a, what, a seven before the all-star break, he had a 7.71 ERA and uh, he wasn't looking at great. He had a great start on Saturday. So uh, Marcus Stroman is somebody that I always thought would be Houston Astro. He's 10 and six on the season with the 2.88 ERA. He has 101 strikeouts with a 1.08 whip. Look, I think if Marcus Stroman can come in here and we don't have to give up the farm, I mean, someone, someone just mentioned to me on Twitter. They're like, we, we should trade McCormick for Bellinger, which doesn't make any sense. Um, it's like you're trading the same position player for like, no, let's, let's, let's not do that. Um, look, Marcus Stroman makes sense to me just because I don't think his value is maybe where it could be. Um, if you're able to bring him in, win a world series title with him, Eric, mm-hmm. and he's got a player option maybe you're able to renegotiate for a little bit less per year for the next two or three years. You get another veteran in there because we've all talked about, you know, the, the amount of innings that Hunter Brown's having to pitch this year, 
maybe having more veterans with not really knowing when Eric Getty's going to come up, what's going to happen because you don't get Luis Garcia until next year. I mean, what are they going to do there? I mean, they can even go after Ian Happ, which probably has a little bit less value than Bellinger right now. Um, there are, uh, they even have Kyle Hendricks, I believe, uh, yeah. with the Cubs is another pitcher. Um, so look, he had I a short season because of injury, but he's been pitching pretty well since he's come right. back. And so I think, I think the Cubs have some options that are, that are realistic and you have to be realistic, but to get something of value, you have to give something, but I don't think the Bellinger, Stroman, Hendricks, the guys that the Cubs have, I don't think that they have that much value that you're going to like cringe when you go, Oh, I can't believe we're giving up this to get that. I'll disagree with you because I think that if you look at what Marcus Stroman offers, he's leading the league in a fewest home runs per nine innings pitch. Okay. Uh, he's at 0.5 per nine innings pitch. He's not a fly ball pitcher. He's more of a ground ball pitcher. Exactly what the Astros tend to like. Uh, I think he's the perfect target for them. And he's le- also leading the league in uh, starts this year with 20. So I think that uh, he's – gonna have a big market a lot of people are gonna go out there uh thinking well we can uh, go and use that player option the 21 million we can go and um, maybe make it a little bit bigger and try to extend him out a little bit something like that so i think marcus stroman is uh gonna have a big market out there and uh, you will have to it will, it will hurt and it, let's move on to cody bellinger he's okay. having a good season he's uh, making 12.5 million dollars this year, sorry, $17.5 million with a $12.5 million 24 mutual option. That means he can uh, either both sides have to accept it. Right. So, or if the team uh, declines it, then they have to do a $5 million buyout. But this is uh, the Dodgers went ahead and D, uh, not DFA'd him, but they uh, non tendered him. So he was a free agent and the Cubs took a flyer on him and he's having probably his best season since 2019 when he was the MVP. Uh, oh, so, no, that that's, that's the Bellinger that I've been kind of waiting to see. I mean, right. not that I'm a Cody Bellinger fan, but the guy's a former MVP and you don't, you don't luck into the MVP, Eric. I mean, you, you win it legitimately over 162 games. So, yeah, maybe he needed a change of scenery, and it would be just a twist of fate for him to come to Houston and win a World Series right. with the Astros. It, it would be it would be quite the circus out there. I think LA Dodgers fans might might lose their minds. Yeah, so um, I know he's not having the quite the season he did in uh, 2019, but it's um, it's his best season since that time. Exactly, I don't want people to right. say. Well, Eric, he's not playing like an MVP. No, he's not. Well, but no, he's but he's a yeah. lot better than than hitting 172 or whatever he was, 217 yeah. or, you know, in L.A. Right, for sure. So um, Kyle Tucker, um, he's turning into a superstar again. And I know there's a lot of people that are like, he's not having the season that we thought he would. Maybe the extension talk or not getting the extension hurt him or something. But if you look at his stats now, he's got batting 299 with 14 home runs, 15 stolen bases, 69 um, RBIs, and he's got an OPS plus of 140, OPS of 867. So Every time he gets a home run, especially that blast that he had on Sunday night, but every time he does something great, 
uh, you can hear Jim Crane's pocket book empty a little bit more because he could have had a chance at signing him for um, maybe not a little bit, but a little bit less than it's going to take to probably sign him in the future. He has two years I, more of team control. Yeah, and I understand it to be pretty much a situation where I, I, I can – I would I would bet money that he didn't sign because there wasn't a GM, and I can I can bet money that that there was some consideration to sign an extension, but because they didn't have a GM, that probably frustrated things quite a bit. Yeah. And so, um, and look, I'm not convinced that Kyle Tucker wants ten years. I'm not convinced, and um, I bet you he takes less for the right deal. Uh, mark my words. I bet you he takes seven to eight years. Um, you know, for less money than what a lot of people think. And he needs to stay in Astro. He needs to stay. Framber needs to stay. If those two guys go, I'm sorry. That that's at, at some point we got to keep somebody. It can't just be Altuve. <laughs> it can't just be Altuve and Bray. It's got to be guys like Tucker and Framber. Those are your guys I think you keep around. Yeah, for sure. And I'm trying to look up uh, ESPN right now to see uh, who the pitcher is for tomorrow's game because okay. they don't have yeah. it right now. Yeah, they. Yeah, it just it just has Hunter Brown and it says to be determined. There is a shadow on MLB.com. So, um, and I was I was going to look on on uh, Yahoo to see if they it's had it. Still undecided. So uh, yeah. they don't really know who's going to pitch for the Rockies yet. So, well, they uh, are coming off a walk-off win against the Yankees and they did something where they hit a grand slam to, to, uh, to go ahead. Then they tied it with a home run and they did a walk-off with a home run, the okay. home run order and that the home runs they hit against the Yankees had never been done in a single game before. So the Rockies are coming off a little bit of a high, Little Rocky Mountain High, no pun intended, um, there in Denver. So hopefully the Astros can uh, can burn them out. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't checked FanDuel, but I'm pretty sure FanDuel has the Astros as favorites in this game because the Astros are a pretty good team. The Rockies are not quite that good a team, but uh, you don't still don't have Alvarez. You still don't have Altuve in the lineup, as we talked about. Altuve is going with the Astros to Colorado, but um, they, he will not be playing with, uh, he will not be uh, starting his rehab assignment yet. So, but uh, Hunter Brown has got to turn things around. He's six and six with a four twelve ERA 1.33 whip. He has 92 hits, sorry, 111 strikeouts in 94 innings. That shows some positive side, so he does have some strikeout ability, but he is allowing too, way too many hits, about a hit per inning, and uh, that's not good. Also, the 33 walks, is, it's not terrible uh, compared to strikeouts. That's about maybe, what, 34 35% uh, walk rate. So it's not terrible, but it's still um, a little high. So he, he allows way too many runners to re reach base, so he just needs to do a little bit better. Mm. Look, man, I think I think this I think this little two game set, I think the Astros are going to be fine. I think Chaz McCormick's going to hit some more home runs in Coors Field. I mean, it's going to be nice. It would sure be nice to have Jordan Alvarez in this series. Gosh, I'm going to miss watching him hit home runs in Coors Field. Yeah. And in game two, it's going to be um, it's going to be Brandon Belak versus um, Austin Cromber. I believe his oh, Gomber. Sorry. 
Um, Gomber is eight and seven with the six nineteen ERA, and Belak is four and five with the three point seventy nine ERA. And if you're looking who's had some success against Gomber, it's uh, Mauricio Dubon batting five hundred and four bats with a homer and three RBIs. So Doobie's going to hit a home run, right? There you go. Yeah. Hey, anybody can hit a home run here. Um, so, you know, let's just see. Yeah. So, guys, that, that's all we got for this edition of the Locked on Astros podcast. We'll be back tomorrow after tomorrow's game. Hopefully the Astros are able to continue their offense going because um, despite the, um, everything that happened, it was a great offensive series. There's like uh, 55 runs scored between both sides in that series or something crazy like that. So thank you for uh, subscribing uh, to us on YouTube. Make us your first listen. Uh, go and listen to us on Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, wherever you check out your podcast, check out the Locked on Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. He is Brett Chancy, and we are the Locked on Astros podcast and Ghost Trips. Give me Giolito and leave Chaz alone. He's staying in Houston. Playing more dusty. <laughs> <laughs>